Gera can hit them. Did oh, what a goal by Zoltan Gera! And still Baptista, yes! It's Kamai, it's fantastic! One from David Villa, great finish! He's done just that, he scored! Jorginho's done it! Kubu making another glimpse of goal here. That is terrific. Hello and welcome to the Streets Won't Forget podcast. I'm your host, Dan Mountney, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the big Sam and little Sam of podcasting. It's Ben Woolley and Harry Martinez. <laughs> Who's who, mate? You, that's, not, that's up to you to decide. That's not up to me. Uh, you can fire it out for uh, Big Sam, because no one wants to be little Sam. Pack away a pint of wine better than I can, Harry. Yeah, I don't know. You're not wrong there. I don't know. We were there for that weekend in Birmingham. I'm not so sure. True, I feel like true. if we were if we were both to go as in for Halloween, Woolly would pull off the look. I'd pull off the personality. Yeah, the vibe. You know <laughs> I, I mean? want to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not long till Halloween. Come on. That's right. We'll, uh, the, the three, we'll go to three Allardyces for Halloween. Sorted. Before we dive in to what is a jam-packed episode, we need to address some controversy, boys. We do. Oh, yeah. So controversial, in fact, that it's time for me to grab my gavel and my powdered wig. Streets Won't Forget is now in session. So a few weeks ago, in an end of episode quiz, I asked you to name the starting eleven from Arsenal's 2-2 draw with Birmingham back in 2008. Well, a few days later, I was informed of some outside influence on that quiz. Little did I know that while the quiz was taking place, my other half... Miss Rebecca Wright, she's being full named because of her crime. Mm-hmm. Who I know listens to this podcast and will hear this. You should be ashamed of yourself. Took a photo of the answers over my shoulder and sent it to none other than Mr. Harry Martinez. Really? She yep. did indeed. Now I must state that there is no guilt on Harry's part here. He obviously lost that quiz and he did not open said message until after we finished recording. I also want to believe that. Harry is sound moral character, and he wouldn't have used the answers yeah. anyway. You want to know something, actually, mate? Yep. I opened that mission during the quiz and refused to look at the picture. Well done. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Explaining her actions, she told me Harry really needed the help, which I think is a fair enough <laughs> argument. Uh, Mr. Martinez, as a key witness to this crime, I invite you to the stand to give any evidence you'd like to uh, to give to the court. I think what's damning is not the fact that it wasn't a, uh, here you are, here's the answers, have all the help you can get. The actual message I got was, don't let Ben win, here's the answers. <laughs> can I propose a motion? As the man wronged in this case, I invite you to give your witness statement. I think in recognition of his... Quite frankly, upstanding and unquestionable moral fibre. I'd like to, if I can, share the win from the quiz with Mr. Martinez, just to shed even more shame and guilt onto the aforementioned party. Because I think that kind of behaviour in this society should be should be applauded, yes. and the other actions should be uh, publicly mocked. I appreciate that. However, I do think you won that fair and square. Okay, well, uh, as I am the one wearing the gavel, wearing the gavel, wearing the powdered wig even, and using the gavel. If you're wearing a gavel, mate, you've got it on wrong. <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate, I'll keep the trophy, but you can have a picture with it. Nice, nice. It'll sign the picture as well. <laughs> also, I would like to put forward a motion to send send the defendant to the Reserves Won't Forget podcast until further notice. Apt punishment, I'm sure you will agree. Uh, I'd like to propose something worse. I'd like to call her up to the Nations League squad. She's in for Jordan Henderson. <laughs> Two people with questionable morals. You know the option on Football Manager where you can do the code of conduct and you can find one week, two week and whatever. I've never known what the moat player does, but now I know it's what will happen to, to Rebecca. <laughs> we will demote her. Uh, if you give me a second, I'm just going to send a quick to message to the guilty go. party as well. Saying F- you, I won anyway. <laughs> just says you rat in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, with that settled, let's move on to some listener correspondence. This is the first Ooh. time we're ever doing this on the podcast. We have some correspondence, and it is from uh, Tom Amesbury, listener. He says, "Boys, 
Following the discussion on Belarusian Alexander Kleb, that is a mouthful. <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking about uh, how players from countries without much footballing heritage adds to their streets won't forgetfulness. I'm not sure that's right, but anyway, uh, he's also trademarked that. So anyone who wants to use that phrase, that's yeah, ours. That's, ours. that's a real shame. You'll you'll be in the streets over again. <laughs> uh, if you th- if you think about a player like Dimitar Berbatov, you can tell that the reason he flat out refuses to run is because he's been told since the age of nine that he is the greatest Bulgarian player of all time and simply doesn't need to. <laughs> what what do you lot think? Who are your favourite players from obscure nations? I'm partial to Mister Spaghetti himself, Victor Wanyama, or maybe the former firefighter Ali Al Habsi. Not, and then he put in brackets, not sure if that's true, but who am I to question the FIFA 13 commentators? Keep those opinions stinky, Tom. <laughs> oh, it, it is a joyous <laughs> email, isn't it? Yes, it really it is. It almost makes us wonder, why is he not doing his podcast and we are? <laughs> <laughs> you're, hey, you're, the one, you're the one at risk, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's been demoted, up comes Tommy. Streets won't forgetfulness is an excellent phrase as well. It is. It yeah. really is, and it's trademarked as well. It's ours. Can I, yes. Who are your favourite players from obscure? Can nation? I start us off here? Because I think I've got yes. one that isn't as obscure a nation, but I think the name makes it just a little bit better. And I think for me, I'm I'm gonna go with Paolo Onechop because I think the name just adds to the Costum Rican vibe. <laughs> Paolo Onechop. I think that's who I'm going with. I think Paolo Onechop. Although Costa Rican, we've had Joel Campbell on on here before. Uh, I think the name adds to the to the glory of it. You know, one shop. What a name that is. It's fine because it's not like you to come on this podcast and be asked something and then completely do the opposite of what we've asked. Yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> the nation he picked is kind of standard, but I love the, the Rio Antonio Mavuba story of how he was born in international waters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, he I could thought of anywhere. I thought of this, but I thought the only reason he is Streets Won't Forget is purely because he was born on international waters. Well, it's a good thing that that's what the f- question is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking, I saw this email earlier and I've been thinking about this all day. And the only player that kept coming to mind was, um, do you remember Stefan Session who played for Sunderland? Oh, what yeah. Benin. What a baller. Name me another player from Benin. Yeah, I know. What a baller. There you didn't, go. <laughs> didn't Saido Berahino play for Benin? Uh, possibly, actually, yes. Or was it Burundi? Oh, it, oh, it might, might be. be. Oh, oh, what about Kenwin Jones? Oh, Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. yeah, he is Burundi, mate. He is Burundi. There you go. Well, big thanks to Tom for getting in touch. And you can write to us too by emailing uh, the streets don't forget podcast at gmail.com. Anything you want to tell us, your f- favourite football stories, your favourite streets don't forget players, email us, let us know, and we might read your email out on the podcast. Uh, ben, I believe you've got something for us as well. Uh, I do. So I saw a little something on Twitter, a game we're all familiar with. Okay. With a, a little football twist. So we're not marrying anybody. We're not killing anybody. I've got three players for you. I want to know who you're starting, who you're benching, and who you're selling. Okay. As the manager of this Galactico fictional club. Okay. So we often feature attackers. Week in, week out on this podcast. I don't want people to think we're biased against the defenders. Love a big tackle, me. So I've got you three absolute belter centre-halves. You've got to start one, bench one, sell one, out of Thiago Silva, Sergio Ramos, and Giorgio Chiellini. So Thiago Silva, Sergio Ramos, Chiellini. I'm I'm starting Ramos. I am as well. I'm benching Chiellini. Yeah, I'm benching Chiellini and I'm selling Thiago Silva. I think I'd have to. Ooh. Yeah, I think I'd have to. Thiago, the, the thing about Thiago Silva is he's a good defender, don't get me wrong. He's been good for Chelsea, was good at PSG, was pretty good at Milan. But he's just never really done it a massive, massive club, has he? Whereas the other two have. Well, Thiago Silva? Yeah. What about AC Milan? No, I said massive, massive club, mate. Not, not, not when he was there. They were a bit... Uh... Oh, come on. I think, I think he, he could have won a World Cup. Really, when you look at the Brazil squad, and he should have won a Champions League by now. Did he, Did he win, not win, win the Champions with League with Chelsea? Yeah. Did he? Mm. Possibly. Still, I don't think his think trophy so. cabinet's any on the other two. But you yeah, see, Ramos, Ramos is the easy answer for starting. Like, it's not even. Yeah, Ramos, Ramos is, is Ramos is top tier. Dan, I'm surprised you're going for a uh, for Chiellini after his horse collar tackle on Saka in that final. 
Yeah, but I rate the shousery. Yeah, like <laughs> he had to do it and he got away with it. I was angry in the moment, but looking back, if that was John Stones doing it to like, I don't know, Insigne, I rate it. He did it and got away with it, and he did it all the time with those little cheeky laughs that you knew the ref was always going to be on his side. Yeah, with that Squidward-looking chin. <laughs> <laughs> he did look a little bit like Squidward, didn't he? Personally, I'm obviously starting Ramos. Yeah. I think I'm benching Thiago Silva. Ooh! When you're I, like, I like Chiellini a lot, but I don't know. It's time to go. It's time to go. Chiellini also was quite versatile. Could play left wing back in his day, left back. I think I'd like that. I think that's why I'm keeping him. Hold on. Did you say you saw this on Twitter? Because I'm fairly certain this started with you saying that who would you shag, marry, kill from Kiki Sanchez Flores to Jeff Hurst and Gunnosaurus? <laughs> I saw the start with Bench One Kill One on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> the players I picked. Bench One Kill One. Definitely, definitely. Bench One Yeah, go on. Who are you shooting? <laughs> I'd shoot Chiellini for the Euros. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm shooting Ramos, otherwise, I know he's coming back to haunt me. You're going to be standing in your kitchen, there'll be nobody with you, and all of a sudden you'll get two footed by the ghost of Sergio Ramos. <laughs> and he will get sent off. Yeah, you're not wrong. But however, if you shoot Thiago Silvio, his wife's not going to let you sleep. For the for the wrong reasons, not the right reasons. What are you on about? Have you not seen like all the stuff that his wife has posted since Thiago Silva moved to Chelsea? No, I haven't, funnily enough. I don't keep up with Thiago Silva. Mate, her Instagram wife. is literally her slate in Chelsea. I mean, she just joins everybody else in the UK, it's fair enough. Yeah, that's true. You're not wrong. I can understand that. <laughs> well, you know what? Thanks for your opinions, boys. If you've got any thoughts listening at home yes. on which one you pick, let us know. Not Shag, Mario. Don't pick Chiellini. Please don't pick Chiellini. Uh, well, we've talked about plenty of players on this podcast, boys. The Hall of Fame probably needs a manager, right? Somebody to lead oh, the Hall of Famers. Does. So let's vote one in. We'll be talking about streets. Won't forget managers today. Ben, start us off. Who have you got? Well, as I think is going to be a, a theme this episode, the guy... I'm going for is not one who's had the most glittering career. That tends to be how this podcast works. No glittering yeah. careers here. <laughs> no. As well, as a man, well, we, yeah. Sorry, who did we vote in a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, Messi and Forlan. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I remember <laughs> uh, this man. You probably love him more for his quotes than his management. It is the hat wearing phenomenon, the Millwall legend Ian Holloway. Oh, yes. Oh, he walks with the lights of Warnock, he could run. Yeah. Was, yeah well, hang on. I, I would argue that Warnock was a manager before Ian Holloway. Yeah, well, but I, uh, don't, I don't think he had the impact he does now in his early days. Are you having a laugh, mate? Have you watched the documentary? You've got a f- yeah, you're not, not wrong, mate. You're not wrong. Holloway has played, played, has managed pretty much all over England. He's played pretty much all over <laughs> England, too, to be fair. Uh, a career mostly spent in the lower leagues. He's been at Bristol, QPR... Plymouth, Leicester, back to QPR for some reason. I think that's going to be a trend. <laughs> but the bit that everybody loves about Ian Holloway is some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. And I have for you a selection of my favourite quotes. I feel like we're all going to have done this. Oh, <laughs> 100%. So one from his, his Blackpool days, he said, I love Blackpool. We're very similar. We both look better in the dark. <laughs> so, you know, this is just the kind of man he is. <laughs> oh, I love it. QPR had just beat Cardiff in 2004. Where they asked him, oh, what do you think of the game? He goes, I couldn't be more chuffed if I were a badger at the start of mating season. <laughs> He's just got that, like, that love of the game, that innocent, like, jovial sense of humour that yeah. so many managers now have just kind of lost. They're robotic. He kind of found his level. You know, he's he won a few a promotion to the Prem a few times going through the playoffs and... There's something streets won't forget about the playoffs as well. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, you always want to win the league. But that the the joy, the like the mystique of the trip to Wembley is unmatched. And not only is he a uh, a funny bloke, decent manager, he's also moved on to do some some quite good stuff after the end of his career. So he does quite a lot of work raising awareness for a deaf like charity. Because Sorry? I think one of his children is deaf. Harry, that's that really insensitive so for you, bro. <laughs> God's sake. Uh, recently, he's been doing a lot for like suicide awareness as well. So he just seems like a stand-up bloke. 
the kind of guy you'd be like, I'd happily go for a Absolutely, beer. Absolutely, I'd go for a beer. Just you imagine the stories he's oh, coming yeah. up with. I think I've seen the video of him talking about the first time his daughter hears the sea. Have you seen that one? No. And no, I think so. And she says, I've never heard it before. I've only ever seen it. And she starts talking about how she views the sea. And he starts crying because he says, I've never viewed the sea in that way until my daughter, who is deaf, started describing it like that. And I think that shows the human side to him as well as that jokey little ferret that we know him to be. <laughs> I had a tear on my eye. We were walking back to the, the, the place and my little daughter sort of went, she's only about eight, and she went, what's wrong? I went, oh, you can't hear the, the waves on the... You can't hear that. And she went, oh, yeah. But, like, can you see the, the diamonds dancing on the water? So I stopped thinking like I did, and I looked over, and, oh, my God, it's exactly what I looked like. And we were both hugging, and, you know, don't worry, Dad, I'm deaf. And, you know, wow, it's just different. Oh, my God. I move now. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and because you... You want to provide and you take everything away. You, you don't realise what they can teach you. So I had no worry at all, you know? It's like doing a jigsaw puzzle with no picture on the box. They're wonderful and I'm proud of them. And, and I want the world to know that if you've got a... Don't worry, they'll be fine. But do this, because it makes it easier. It's get you a man who can go from doing that to saying something like, he's six foot something, fit as a flea, good looking. He's got to have something wrong with him. Hopefully he's hung like a hamster. That'd make us all feel better. Was that about Ronaldo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't he continue to say, apart from my hamster, because he's hung like a horse? Yeah, his, his cock's massive. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing about Ian Holloway. He's like, with most managers, you look at them and think, you're a bit of a you are a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, but yeah. with Ian Holloway, he's just so wholesome. In every single yeah, he looks down to earth bloke. Yeah. He sums up lower league English football perfectly. Wouldn't look out of place managing a Sunday league team. Exactly. It's a little bit tin pot. He looks like he's wearing the same stuff he was wearing to work during the week <laughs> down at like the local factory or something. Boy hat. <laughs> and he's exactly and he's just such a sound bloke, a solid laugh. You can't help but love him. I, I dare you to find me someone who doesn't like Ian Holloway. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, you'd want him managing your club, but not for the football, more for the antics of the post-match press conference, you know? That's the kind of thing you'd get yeah. with him. <laughs> I think he was his best spell, he, he won promotion to the Prem and then got sacked like six games in. So in terms of his on-pitch stuff, not great. He's been promoted a but if it was, times, we wouldn't no? be talking about him. He's, he's not here as a player, he's here as a manager. He's won the championship twice, or the playoffs twice. I they really thought you were going to say the Champions League there. The he's Champions won the Champions League, League yeah. twice and none of us noticed. Uh, yeah, he's, he's mostly won promotions. No, I think, league title. He's won one league title, but as I said, look, he's a stalwart of the lower leagues. The only blemish, no Intertoto Cup. No Intertoto Cup, that is a shame. Well, that is a real shame. Well, on the topic of the Intertoto Cup... I would like to offer you my suggestion. I would like to put forward someone who is more than just a manager, I'd say. He's a cultural icon, a, a, a favourite of the nation. It's everyone's favourite wheeling and dealing East London geezer, Harry Redknapp. Oh, he had to come up, didn't he? Now, I was going to start by saying not much needs to be said about his career, but... I noticed something when I was doing the research. In no. 1999, while managing no. West Ham, he won the Intertoto Cup. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I thought, he... secure. he's in the Hall of Fame, vote him in now. He's won the Intertoto Cup. Oh, no. He has to be in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I do have more on Harry Redknapp, including some of the excellent quotes. But we'll start with the stories. Like when he forced Benjani to move to Man uh, from... Portsmouth to Man City by, in his own words, dragging him across the runway. Or bringing yeah. on a West Ham fan who was giving him grief in a preseason friendly. And then the West Ham fan went on to score a goal. So good, that. Managerial so genius. Good. It's the one-liners that really make Harry Redknapp brilliant. I'll give you a few oh, yeah. of them now. Starting off with this one, when he was talking about West Ham's Marco Boogers, he said... It seems that every player who can tie his own bootlaces is worth £1 million these days. I've got one who can't even do that. 
<laughs> and then after, uh, after John Hartson beat up a teammate during training, Harry said the striker had more previous than Jack the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> and when asked about his sex life, he joked, I sorted out the team formation last night, lying in bed with my wife. When your husband is as ugly as me, you'd only want to talk about football in bed. <laughs> and he wasn't too complimentary on Ian Dowie's looks either, saying, by the look of him, he must have headed a lot of footballs. Oh, man. <laughs> One looker he did sign, though, was a Portuguese player called Danny, who, when he signed, said, my missus fancies him. Even I don't know whether to play him or f*** him. <laughs> Oh man! What you can't a, hate what Harry Redknapp either. What an icon! I love as well. After his footballing career is done, he's just transitioned perfectly into like social media and reality TV yeah. star. Well, he was king, he's king of the, the jungle, mate. He's king of the, the jungle. The man's doing JD Sports adverts. Yeah. Have you ever heard the story? I mean, we we all aren't aren't a big fan of the certain radio station that talks only about football, right? But I talk football. Harry Redknapp's appearances on it make it very good. And he, have you ever heard the story of when he met when he met a jockey named uh, who was impersonating Lee Topless? This came up in my research, but please do tell the story. <laughs> he, said, he said he was one of Sir Alex Ferguson's pals called Lee Topless, and he said he'd go to Spurs matches to get for Gareth Bale's shirts and borrow five hundred quid and everything. So it turned out that he put a bet on him. Uh, he gave him the money to put a bet on for him, ten grand. Turned out this fellow was called Stephen Corrigan and worked at a pub in Newmarket. Harry <laughs> 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 Redknapp doesn't strike me as the kind of guy to get swindled easily. That that surprises me. What I love about Harry Redknapp is he's he's able to openly talk about him doing that, and he makes it funny. Rather than you take yeah. pity on him, you just think, "Oh, Harry, what yeah. a blow." He's up there with <laughs> he's up there with Ray Parler as the great football storytellers. Yeah, he is, yeah. Well, yeah. The other thing we have to talk about is the the kind of iconic image of Harry Redknapp, and that is him hanging out of the window of his car on deadline day. It's one of the the quintessential deadline day yeah. images. This is what we were on about a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah what we were on 100%. about a couple of weeks ago is is the fact that ma- that deadline day lost its magic. I guarantee you if Harry Redknapp was back in management, we'd have a bit of magic back. Yeah, just get all the, the streets over forget managers back. Get them all in the Premier League. Get not Pep, I'm not asked. Get Neil Warnock managing Man City. That's what I want to see. Oh, can because you, you know imagine? What the is, is say like it's Pep and he's just lost to a side he really should have beaten. He comes out, he's like, oh, they played so well, you know, how can we beat them? They're a really good team with his billion pound squad. If it was one of these three that we've got for you today, they come out and be like, yeah, we were Yeah. And it's just refreshing yeah. to see. Yeah. They don't hide. No. They were human. And I don't know whether it's 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 the English way or the British way of just being up front and straight and you know yeah. always the pessimist, but for it's some so reason we just yeah. love it. We just love it. The other thing I would say about Harry Redknapp is he feels like an ally of this podcast because he loves the streets. Don't forget player. He signed. He, does, he yeah. signed. He probably tried to Paolo De Canio, Paul Merson, Carnu, Rafa Van der Vaart, Loic Remy, Benjani, Yakubu. Andreas D'Alessandro, Yossi Benayoun, Nico Cranchar. He loves the streets, won't forget, player. And Nico Cranchar again. Yes. He just, he, he, I feel like he would enjoy the players we talk about and would still try and sign them. He was at a Portsmouth team that in itself was streets, won't forget. And I think, I think it is a great shout, a very good shout. I think I'd be, we'd be slated if we didn't bring up the first two in this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, in, in this con- conversation. Oi, Redknapp, when are we going to get a decent strike with his club? He had tattoos, West Ham all over him, West Ham earrings in, up his legs. So second half started, we got a couple of injuries. Got an injury, I'd already used all the subs. A friendly pre-season three, and I went, Oi, big mouth. I said, can you play as good as you talk? <laughs> he went, yeah, I'm better than that chap. And I said, well, get your gear on, we'll find out. And he came on, scored. <laughs> the bloke came down from the public address system, the, the assistant, he said to me, Harry, who's the sub, we, you know? We haven't got him on the team yet. I went, who's the sub? <laughs> I said, ain't you been watching the World Cup, Chichi Shoyev, the Bulgarian striker? <laughs> he went, I thought it was him. Okay, well, are you going to ruin it then? Yeah, I've picked Pep okay. Guardiola, mate. No. 
<laughs> I've gone for a man. And I think there's a lovely tie between all all of these managers, and I think this is the linchpin. You know, this is your holding midfielder in the three streets won't forget midfielders. Because for one, starting off, he is the best friend of Ian Holloway, uh, to the point where Ian Holloway is the um, the godfather of his son. And <laughs> at first, at first appearance, I thought this man played for a BBC drama, Happy Valley, but it turned out to be a club in Hong Kong. Uh, it is none other than my South Walian friend Tony Pulis. Oh, and man. it long. His playing career, I think, is where we have to start because it links us to Harry Redknapp. And I don't know if, if you boys have heard of the story of when Harry Redknapp signed Tony Pulis. No, I haven't. Which is such a so, strange connection. Yeah. So he had he had a, a player at Bournemouth called Keith Williams, right? And Keith Williams was known around Bournemouth as, as a real hard nut. Okay, a real, real. I don't imagine you know, there's plenty of other hard nuts around Bournemouth. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Um, but they played uh, Bristol Rovers uh, in a friendly, I think, pre-season. Tony Pulis went right through him within five minutes and continued to do so for the whole 90 minutes. Harry Redknapp walked off at the end of the game and thought, I can't believe this lunatic, then realised I could do with that lunatic and went out and drove all the way from Bournemouth to watch him play, arrived 15 minutes before kickoff, walked in the little wooden hut tea room and Tony was sitting there having a cup of tea because he wasn't playing. (laughs) (laughs) So he tapped him up and signed him on a free. As it happens, Tony then went on to manage Bournemouth. Um, But I think, I think, you know, when we talk about Big Sam football, he did it well. And he's, you know, he he is a fireman. I think Tony Pulis did it a little bit better, if anything. I think he, you know, when we talk about Stoke football, Cold, wet Tuesday night in Stoke. That was because of Tony Pulis. You know, Ryan Shawcross at the back, Rory Delap throwing the long throws in. Like, what this man created was an abomination that worked. It was horrific. I think when we look at it in the, you know, this man managed in the UEFA Europa League. How? Because he got to the FA Cup final. (laughs) I I don't know if you boys remember that FA Cup final where, obviously, before kickoff they come out and they have the national anthem and they wear their suits and whatever so tony stood there in his suit you think tony you've dressed up for this only to proceed just before kickoff to run back in get changed into a tracksuit and put a cap on and come back out to manage oh it's such brexit ball that i love actually yeah do you not remember that he went in his suit and then ran back in before kickoff to get changed into his tracksuit And I think, like Ian Holloway, he's batted around a lot of uh, a lot of English league clubs. Been at Stoke twice, um, and I don't know if you've heard the reason that he left Stoke the first time. He Go was on. sacked by the Icelandic board for failing to exploit the foreign market. And if we knew there was one thing about Tony Bulis, he loved an English centre mid. He oh, loved he really an English centre back. He loved anything that could get stuck in. If you were a, a middling English centre mid who loved to tackle and immediately after a booking, he was your man. Wilson Palacios. You'd be playing week in, week out. Somehow, he turned Matthew Matthew Everington into something ungodly because for some reason, for five years straight, Matthew Everington had better free kick and crossing stats than Cristiano Ronaldo. And I don't (laughs) know where that's come from, but Tony Bulis made it happen. Some kind of fever dream. (laughs) It was obviously Matthew Everington's flu game (laughs) under Tony Bulis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just think gotta respect a man who gave us the original footballing yardstick of can they do it on a wet Wednesday night in Stoke. That's what I mean. I think he created that, and I, like I said, I think he's got that aura of Sam Allardyce, but better because he actually is stapled to Stoke now. They could play the most beautiful football in the world, and people will still say, "But can they do it on a cold yeah. Wednesday night in Stoke?" And most people can't. Most people can't. Do you remember that argument was against Messi for years? Could he do it on a cold, <laughs> wet Tuesday night at Stoke? Like everyone used to say, could he do it on a cold, wet Tuesday night at Stoke? Like, you're up against Tony Pulis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but you can take all of that beautiful football. Take, like, my, my memories of it are always, like, the Arsenal teams under Wenger. When we'd be yeah. playing some of the most beautiful football you'd ever seen. Battered. Yeah, you'd be like, it's, it's glorious to watch. It's how the game should be played. And we'd go away to Stoke and it'd be 4-0 at half-time. And I'd be like, why the f*** do I watch this sport? They just love kicking it long. And you know what? I love that. 
It's not even the kicking it long. It's the deliberately playing, not for set pieces, but for throw-ins. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, people used to... I, I, I've listened to the Peter Crouch podcast, and you've heard Peter Crouch say when he was at Stoke that the teams they play against would actively avoid giving away a throw-in. Like, it was more sacred than a corner because they were just so good at them. So it was absolutely <laughs> do, ridiculous. Do you remember, do you remember teams... he said they didn't really practice Do you remember it? teams started letting the throw-in go in and hope nobody touched it? Because obviously it didn't count as a goal. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, do you, what do you have to do to a team's psyche to make them do that? Like, that's mental. I, I, yeah. You know, he, he loved ruining the party. And I think t- the one you can agree with was... Steven Gerrard's last game for Liverpool. Oh, yes. When he ended up losing 6-1 to, to, to an absolute masterclass for him. Was it Charlie that, Adam? Was Tony Pugh still there at that point, or was he not gone? Yeah, he was still there. Yeah, he's still there. Fair enough. The man, the man, I think, will go down in history for whatever reason. And it's funny you mentioned Arsene Wenger. Have you ever heard the quote about where he says... Um, I don't have anything against foreign managers. I think they're all really good and really pleasurable people. Apart apart from Arsene Wenger, he's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you leave Arsene alone. Leave him alone. Yeah, and I think this is the link. We have Harry Redknapp signing him because he was an absolute nuthouse to him being best friends with Ian Holloway and having him as a godfather. Harry, you're a son. fraud. You're a fraud. You're a fraud. <laughs> Tony Pulis was at West Brom when Gerard rocked up at Stoke and got battered. It wasn't Tony mate, mate, Either way, the West Brom, West Brom probably turned them over as well. Let's Stop have a look this. At it. Stop this immediately. <laughs> Rebecca's been texting him again. <laughs> Tony Pulis. <laughs> He's still at Stoke. I think between these three, they've probably managed like half of the 72. Yeah. Like, looking at the clubs they've all been at. This is a proper like English football heritage three we've got. How many clubs have they all managed? Uh, oh, the let's same? find out. Uh, Ian Holloway's done Palace, uh, isn't he? Yeah, but Harry Redknapp's never done Palace. Uh, um, got Bristol Rovers, I'm pretty sure, is on there twice. I've got Bristol oh, no, we've got City. With Bristol teams, yeah. QPR. Oh, no. no. Only two. I don't think they've ever managed the same team. All three of them. Uh, Bournemouth? Is Holloway uh, no, Bournemouth? I've got Bournemouth? Gillingham. No, funnily enough, no. I haven't got Gillingham. What about oh, I've Millwall? Got I... No, I've got I Plymouth. Holloway did Portsmouth. Oh, no, I've got yeah. Plymouth. This is incredible. Only two have managed the same club, not all three, but between them, they've all managed the same clubs. All I'm going to say is, I bet Pulis and I bet Holloway have never won the Intertoto Cup or managed the Jordan national team. So, <laughs> Or managed the Champions League. Yeah, true. Yeah, but hang on. Uh, who won Football League Second Division Manager of the Month for February 2003? That's who I thought. Ian Holloway, boys. Hey, all I'm saying is, has has Tony Pulis ever signed Harry Redknapp? No, but Harry Redknapp has signed Tony Pulis. <laughs> Only one of these people has a football manager pre-season tournament named after them, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're on about, listen to the Football Manager episode. You'll find out God's there. Sake. Oh, Tony. I can't even deny it. I, I think this is too close to call. You know, these three are all incredible managers. Yeah, but we are going to take a vote. We are going to take a vote. We are. I'm not going first, so you can fight over it. I'm going to go first. Go on, then, mate. Okay. Oh, that's bold. It's brave. I like it. I think that between the three, it's really tough. I think that Ian Holloway and Tony Pulis were wind-up merchants. I think they did it well. I think the the one that brought me the most joy watching the football and also just seeing him on telly and, you know, now he's retired, what he goes on to do now. I think I'm voting for Harry Redknapp. Come on. See, Redknapp, he's got the Intertoto Cup and that is a big, big draw. That is. Because I don't know why, we just, we love it. We love the I Intertoto Cup. I want as many Cup. people with the Intertoto Cup as possible. Have, we, have any of us ever watched an Intertoto Cup game? No, right. Hang on, hang on. I did some research on the Intertoto Cup. I, I genuinely, when when we're done recording, I want you both to go and look at it and try and make sense of the format. Because I promise you, there's like three winners of the Intertoto Cup every single season. And then from like 2000 and something onwards, there's like 10 different winners. I don't understand how it works. Funny you oh. say that. You wait for the quiz, mate. Oh, no. I'm so good. I'm having a laugh. I'm having a laugh. Oh, God. Thank God. We can God. have a full-on Intertoto Cup episode at this point. Oh, we I should. I don't understand it. We can't. I don't get it. <laughs> but 
I think there's one of these managers that I have more of a a connection to. And I think I'm going to have to go with Tony Pulis. I would rate that, mate. That's good of you. That is oh, good of you. Oh, no. I think the combination like, I think of... the connection is neither good nor bad. He's just... Childhood dreams. But also me naming, yeah, me naming the football manager tournament after him. He just has a place in my heart. Yeah, mate. Mm. He is... He is actually good mates with uh, our good friend Evan's dad. Oh, I'd like to change my vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys, I don't know who to pick. Curveball, go for Neil Warnock. I'd vote all three in, but I think if you pick either one of these two, you're, you're, yeah, you're fine. No, I, I am going to pick one of these two, because I, I love Ian Holloway, but I don't think he quite stacks up against the other two. He won quite prem. To be honest, mate, I haven't seen these two in the prem. They weren't either. I read that but a good one. This is the thing. Is I can't believe I'm going to utter these words. Is Harry Redknapp too good? Oh, he did get Tottenham to the Champions League. Like that's that's big. He's won an Intertoto Cup for f- sake. He must the be thing is, it, mate. Is that I think he might be too good, but I think you're putting him forward not for his ability. You know, you're putting him forward for for the thought of Harry Redknapp as an as a being. I am going to vote for this man because. I think he created a revolution. He he did something that no one has ever done before, and that is create this idea around a football club who ultimately, they are a bit <laughs> but he made them the most feared team in the country because they'd <laughs> lob the ball in the box on a cold, wet Tuesday night <laughs> in Stoke. I'm going to vote for Tony Pulis. Well, it's Tony. Oh, I think that's our first Welsh bloke as well. Yeah, we're the only one as well. <laughs> reverse, reverse. The thing about Tony Pulis is that there are very few managers who create such an identity like he did with that team. Yeah, and I, I mean they still—that's what I'm saying—they've still alone. got that tagline, haven't they? Yeah, ever, forevermore a cold, wet, windy Tuesday night on Stoke will be a thing. That will just be part of the football lexicon because of even, Tony even Pulis. The- the Britannia Stadium became the Bet365. It didn't matter. It still stuck. Yeah. They, and they still say Carling in that dump. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, maybe we don't vote him in just for the stadium. That's probably a bit hard. Yeah, oh, look. Yeah. Lads, lads, Stoke, if you're listening, I know it's brewed locally and all of that. We don't Please, care. Please, for the love of we God, don't get care. a beer. Don't care. Like we drove, what, three hours to, to Stoke? Watch a loss, which I can deal with, but all I wanted was so a what, beer. So Stevenage in the FA Cup, and we were gagging for a beer, and we got there, and I walked up to the bar, and I realised the only beer they had was Carling, and I genuinely nearly broke down in tears. There's, you know they talk about, like, the thousand-yard stare and stuff? <laughs> when I, I was making my way through the crowd, and I saw Dan's face as he turned back from the bar, that was a man who'd been through it. It was, it like, was so loud. I don't think you could hear me, but you definitely saw me mouth the words, there's only Carling. <laughs> my little heart broke. <laughs> hey, Stoke, you can keep it. I'm quite a fan of it. And this is why you are the biggest wrong in the world of podcasting. <laughs> Welcome to Harry's Memorial episode. He had a good run. <laughs> well, Tony Pulis is, uh, is the newest member of the streets of Forget Hall of Fame. He is going to lead our, our band of merry men. And I can't think of a better man to do it. Oh, oh yes. yes. Between between Messi, Fall and Abue. You know, you see, Snake. Oh, they're going to get on so well with this style of football, it'll be fine. Oh, for God's sake. Oh. We need a big man. Anyway, shall we have the end of episode quiz? Oh, God. Well, over to you, Mr. Martinez. You are in charge this week. This is your I time. Am indeed, taking. Right, so we all know the Intertoto Cup. Off. Off. <laughs> right, so over the last couple of weeks, there have been many a hat trick in the Premier League. Oh no. So Ooh. my question to you is there's 40 players here. You've got three lives each. I need the names of players who have scored three or more. Three or more? And there's 40. Three or more. And there's 40 of them. Yep. Right, Christ. okay. Who's going first? Um Do you know what? Because he suffered controversy and came out unscathed, Dan, you can go first. <laughs> well, I'd I had to rescind my generous offer from before as well. I think I might take the easy answer and go for Erling Haaland. Yeah, nice. Erling Haaland, my friend, is a correct answer. Lovely. 
I'm going to go Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry. He's got three more than Erling Haaland. It is a correct answer. Obviously He's got eight. Four. That's my go. Erling, Erling Haaland has five. What's Haaland's going to have overtaken that by next season? By next it's week. Nuts. By the time this podcast yeah. out, <laughs> Um, I would like to go for Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer. He must have done the amount the man bloody scored. He's second on this list. He's got 11. 11? 11. I'm going to say Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. That was also one of the names in my head. He's on here. He's got seven. Good answer. Nice. Um... Could the I... only one to get seven, though. Everyone else is on different numbers. He's in a league of his own, Wayne Rooney. He is. <laughs> I would like to go for Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Also with Thierry Henry on eight. Good answer. Uh, Dan, block your ears. I'm going to go with Robin Van Persie. Robin Van Persie. Ooh. Who did he say? I said Robin Van Persie. <laughs> He has five. He joins in on Haaland. Oh. Good shout. For some reason, when you said five, I thought it was going to be wrong. <laughs> like, oh, he's I'm only got five game on the list. <laughs> the reason I did this is because there are some streets won't forget players on here. Oh. Quite a lot. You know what? I'm, I'm, since you said that, I'm going to risk it. I'm going to go for a risky shout. Go on. Yakubu. I knew you were going to do it. He's got four. Well Come done. Come on! Yes! Feed the yak and he will f- score. He did score <laughs> three times in four matches. Um, can I have Sergio Aguero? Sergio Aguero, the man at the top of the list with twelve. Is he really? Hell, yeah, isn't enough. that incredible? He was an incredible player when he was fit. But the fact he scored twelve hat tricks in probably six months of playing time. <laughs> Six months across like seven years or however long you've been for. I am going to go for Andy Cole. Ooh! Andy Cole. Risky. He's got five. Well, then. Considering he's in like the top six Premier League scorers of all time, I wouldn't consider that risky. He could have <laughs> been around for 44 years, mate. <laughs> Ben. I had a name in my head and it's just gone. Didier Drogba. Oh, that was who I was going to say. Didier Drogba. Didier Drogba is the first from players that have scored three. Well done, mate. He is a correct <laughs> answer. But a skin of your teeth, though. Oh, oh, I nearly said a name and then I stopped myself. Oh, oh do it. Teddy Sheringham. Ooh. He's got four. Come on. Still going. Oh. You've done well here. I'm going to say Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez. Also in a league of his own. He's got six. Five of those Oof. against Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the three bit is throwing me off. Yeah. I'm going to have to push you. Oh, oh no, this is horrible. Oh, Dwight York. Dwight York. Ooh. Dwight York. He's got four. Oh, oh Dwight my God. God. <laughs> this is nuts. Go on, Wally. Hit I've in. got a few names in my head, and this is the one where I'm like. It's a bit dodge. Ooh, go on. The dodge ones are actually, on. you could be lucky go with on. them. Because there are say... some ones in here you'll think, how the f*** did they get three or more? Rude Van Nistelrooy. I think that's a uh, great see, shout. Rude Van Nistelrooy, I think is a very safe shout. And it is indeed. He's got five. Huh? Apparently I can't remember a single one. Man, he's <laughs> so many goals. Oh, he was knocking around the Prem for f- years. He must have done it. Nicholas and Elka. Surely Ooh. he played for the Prem. Nicholas Anelka has got three by the skin of your teeth. <laughs> it, do you know what? I, oh, this what is a really good quiz, this. I'm rating this. It is this good, is isn't good. it? <laughs> I'm running out of answers, I have to admit. <laughs> yeah. 
There's Michael some big Owen. Names. Yeah. Oh, Michael, Michael Owen. Owen. Michael Owen has got eight. He's got eight. 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 <laughs> That's all the players with eight got. That's Thierry four. Henry, Harry Kane, and Michael Owen. Um. Oh, do you know what? Sold it. Fernando Torres. That's going to be mine. Fernando I think Torres that's risky. He's got four. Oh, okay. We're uh, still we going. Move. We move. No one's lost a life. Robbie Fowler. Great shout. That See, is a great shout. I'm surprised Robbie Fowler didn't come up earlier. He's in a league of his own on nine. Nine? Nine, yeah, I mean, our Liverpool knowledge is lacking. That is apparently. a wonderful shout. I rate that. We're just going through all the big names. I literally, when you get past them, might be a bit scratchy. One yeah. player on here has scored a lot more than I ever would have thought he would have. You're going to think I'm mad for saying this, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Go on. Chris Sutton. Oh, former Norwich hero. He's got four. Come on. Oh, I'm cooking. <laughs> this is, I feel like. I've got like memories of these that my brain is making up. I'm going to say Alexis Sanchez. Oh, I don't think so. Oh. No, I don't think he ever scored a hat trick for Arsenal. Alexis Sanchez is not on yes. the list. Oh. Come on. The first life is gone, finally. Well, do you know what, Ben? You went for a risky one. I'm going to go for a risky one as well. Salomon Kalou. Oh. oh, that is oh. that is risky. That is heritage that stuff. Is and I will say you ain't got a clue. It is wrong. <laughs> He's not on the list. I remembered him scoring oh. one or two. I didn't know whether he got the third. He's not on the two list either. I think he's got okay. one. As does Alexis Sanchez, I, I presume. Yeah, I feel like I remember him scoring some, but apparently... Maybe I in him. Europe or FA Cup. Shocking that. Imitar <laughs> <laughs> um, Berbatov. Absolutely oh, not. See, Absolutely now, when not. I said Screech will forget players, this man was up there and he scored five. Oh, the fact get him. So late. How has he been mentioned after Chris Sutton? <laughs> How did he get five? <laughs> He's the only... After Yakubu, I was like, who the f else can this possibly be? I think there's a, another one. It might be a few. And I... Go on. Edin Dzeko. Ooh, Edin Dzeko. For streets won't forget player. I'm not feeling ah. confident about this now. He's wrong. Edin Dzeko's not on the list. To be fair, after after the Champions League final, our love affair with Dzeko is over. <laughs> he did drop a clanger, to be fair. Bosley and Twitter coming for you again, mate. Yeah, you can have it. Um, <laughs> Mohamed Salah. Oh, you f idiot! How have we not said that, mate? He's got four. One of the safest oh, shouts on the list. Moron. Do you want? Do you want me to tell you how many current players you have on this list still? Yeah, go on. You have one, two. You have two current players left who currently play in the Premier League. Oh. The rest you could easily get. There's there's maybe three, four that you never would. I've say. got I've got three names in my head and I don't know which one to say. Give me the middle one. Uh, Emmanuel Adebayor. Emmanuel Ooh. Adebayor. Rat. Also. Reference to Tommy's uh, email from a, oh, Togo, from a yeah. you know, unknown nation. Is a correct answer? He's got three. Come on! <laughs> I remember. I remember him definitely getting one for Arsenal. And I thought, you know what? We'll we'll wing it. Got yeah, got one. You know, he got a hat trick in both Arsenal games against Derby County in two thousand seven eight. What a boy! Oh, I would have scored a hat trick in both those games. To be first, Derby. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Fuck me, damn, we could be here all day, mate. Nah, come on, we um, can do this. We can do this. Just don't let me lose a lot. We're teaming up again. We're <laughs> teaming up again. I can't believe I'm debating saying this name. I'll go on. No, no, is it not because it's a rogue shout, but because I'm like, how the f have I waited this long? Go on. Is Cristiano Ronaldo? See, was he there long enough? I That's think what he I'm was. thinking. 
But then he also came back and scored a hat-trick. It's a correct Dude. answer. He's got three. Oh. oh, he's just snuck on the list. In Messi's shadow. last one was the 16th of April, 2022. Olivier Giroud. Ooh. Oh. You realise this is for all the marbles, don't I know. And it's an incorrect oh, answer. No. If I'd have said Sadio Mane, would I still be in? Uh, Sadio Mane. No, incorrect. Do you want some big names you missed? Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. So you missed uh, Raheem Sterling, who's got five. Piss off. I would not have picked Piss him off. in a That's million what I years. said. I can't believe he's got that many. Ian Wright also got five. Oh, oh yeah. of course. Jermaine Defoe, Les Ferdinand, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, Matt Letizia, Son Heung-min, oh, I was, Carlos oh, Tevez. I had Son in my head and I thought, no. Oh. Dion Dublin, Robbie Keane, Frank Lampard, Lukaku, Solskjaer, Vardy, Wolcott. Tony Cotty is also on this list. <laughs> Kevin Campbell oh. got four. Kevin Campbell? Yes. Kevin Campbell's Jesus got Christ. four. Oh, you love to see. He's got more hat tricks in the Prem than Ronaldo, man. That is goaded. <laughs> Ronaldo in the mud. Oh, Andy Carroll's got two. You know what? Well played, Dan. Harry, that was a good quiz. Yeah, well played, man. I enjoyed that. Right. A bit disappointed, but we were... Alexis Sanchez has two. I've just seen it. There you are. Yeah. Oh. How many does Giroud have? Well played, though, fellas. Well played. You did well there. Giroud doesn't score hat-tricks, he just scores worldies. Yeah, no. or oh, you want a little bonus one? Here's a little bonus one. First Asian player to score a hat-trick in the Premier League. Ji-Sung Park. It was in 2009. 2009? It's a man that his streets won't forget in his own right. Ji-Dong Wong. Yossi Ben-Ayun. It's, uh, I mean, I guess technically. Yeah, I was gonna, it's not really Asia, but it kind of is. It is. Although they play in the Champions League. Okay, there we are. What sense does that make? God knows, mate. Why God are Australia knows. and Eurovision? Who asks these questions? Just <laughs> live with it. Because <laughs> they paid, Just to be fair. <laughs> well, that was another episode of the Straight Zone Forget podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And thank you for joining me, boys. Pleasure as always. Have a good oh, week. I, I will. You can't say that, mate, because it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a good week anyway, mate. Don't you worry. Okay, have a good yeah, week. Until next Friday, mate. <laughs> Please make sure you follow us on Spotify and give us a five-star rating. It really helps us out. Uh, you can also tweet us at SWF underscore pod, or you can follow us on Instagram or TikTok. That is Streets Won't Forget Podcast. And if you've got anything you want to tell us, please email us. It is the Streets Won't Forget Podcast at gmail.com. And we will see you very soon. Gira can hit them. Did From David Villa, great finish. He's done just that, he scored. Jenny has done it. Jakubu making another glimpse.